2: The fantasy footballers back for Tuesday, February fourteenth for Valentine's Day. Mm. I love you
1: guys. It's Love Day. Is that what that is? I think so. Isn't that? I, I believe uh, Valentine's Day celebrates love.
2: Do you do the? Uh, do you do the? Valentine's Day festivities? Are you yes, a festivitous yes. man?
1: I have flowers on the way being delivered right now, and oh, uh, for you gotta, yourself? Or it, could it, it, could it, yeah, it, oh yeah, I mean for me, I loves me some me. Couldn't handle the pickup? I no, no. I'm at I'm at work. <laughs> it's nicer when it's a surprise.
2: Um, well, Happy Valentine's Day then to everybody out there. Yeah, I feel li- and I don't know if it's the same for you, but just you know, turning on the microphones this morning. Staring out at Deucer's Alley. I feel like I haven't recorded a show in six weeks. Sure. Because the last handful of days have been so filled with Super Bowl festivities out here in Arizona. Um, We even had a Kevin Durant trade to Arizona. Yes, we did. You know, now that the football season's over, you will be annoyed by Mike's hats for the next several months.
0: Hey, my hats didn't. Did not change throughout the uh, earlier part. <laughs> I don't even know if I was going to say preseason, but I guess – Did you was start – did
2: you make the shift to Suns Sunsheads right after the uh, Kyler Murray first injury or
0: – I made it before the Cardinals started
2: the season as they they did not uh, fail my expectations. They hit them. Do you feel like the, as a fan of a local sports market, you have a capacity for fandom that must be distributed among all of the teams like – or or does it grow with the success of each team? So, like, can you give – Like, do I jump further on the bandwagon? Well, no, I I just mean, like, I think Jason understands what I'm saying. Like, if you have a maximum amount His of – face f- says no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. You've got a certain amount of fandom, and so, like, if the Cardinals are worse, do you move some of that mm. fandom? Oh, no, I see. It can grow. It can, it can certainly grow. grow,
1: yes. My fandom, I, I hope, 20 years from now, I am even a bigger fan – uh than I am today. And I don't mean that
2: physically. <laughs> but but that's But that's probably going to happen. <laughs> that's a goal yeah. you can reach. That's that's achievable. Uh but welcome in one and all the foot clan. It's been a I mean reflecting on the season, I mean we're we're through it. And I know we'll make all the jokes, you know, we're already in 2023 and they're true. But worthwhile to take a few minutes and just say thanks for an incredible season, being along for the ride. Um it's been a lot of fun. Reflections on the Super Bowl. You know, it was. It was a great game. It was an incredible game. My voice is annihilated. And uh, I know that uh, there's a million different angles we could we could discuss briefly as we reflect on the on that game. But is there any in particular you want to talk about? I mean, I will say this: that I'm so impressed with Jalen Hurts' uh, leadership. But it goes well beyond Jalen Hurts. Like, you understand why the Weagles. (laughs) Why the Eagles
0: were successful. Is that the new kids show?
2: Yeah, the Weagles. (laughs) Uh, You understand why they were successful when you listen to, like, Jason Kelsey, Hurts, uh, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, all of those players in their postgame discussions with the media, which is maybe the hardest thing you can do as a player after a loss in the most important game of your life. They were just leadership material that didn't blame the referees didn't blame the field Um, took responsibility for Nick Sirianni as well just the fact that look it doesn't come down to one one call one play like it's an accumulation throughout the game really impressed with both teams Jalen Hurts about to get a big check sure Uh, I mean I think
0: the the most interesting takeaway I mean sensational game tons of scoring really really fun but looking at if you said Patrick Mahomes is 21 for 182, like, and they have 38 points. It was just off of, uh, what the, the, the defensive score you had the Kadarius Tony, very timely punt return. So I just, it, I mean, fantastic game overall. And I had, I had no problems.
1: Yeah, there were, there were no problems. Obviously the big, you know, elephant in the room is, Oh, the call at the end. What was the call at the end? And you've got everyone, you know, depending on what, where your biases lie, being like, oh that was a hold, oh that wasn't a hold. And the and and the truth, I think everyone knows the truth. I think Chiefs fans know the truth, Eagles fans know the truth. Do yeah. we? Yeah. It yeah. was a hold. Yeah, James okay. Bradbury came there out and go. said I held him. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hold <laughs> it was a hold. And you probably nobody wanted other than chiefs fans nobody wanted that call called because it robbed us of what could have been an amazing ending that still probably ends up with the chiefs winning they would have been up 3 and you would have had to march down the field but i mean you could have got overtime and it wasn't that big a call like it so the reality this is was ridiculous. this no 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 this is exactly the truth the truth is it was a holding that could have been called and at that point in that game, after such an amazing um, spectacle of points, we just were disappointed because it was like, it, We were about to have an amazing finish, and now it ends on a flag, basically, and that sucks. That's that's just the reality Which of the situation.
0: It's fair, but it just it sounds like the, the the way that you're portraying it. It sounds like you're mad at the call, not the fact that
1: there was a penalty right? That's a that hundred... was enforced correctly. But it sounds like that because that's exactly <laughs> think, what I'm saying. I think, okay. I think Jason
2: <laughs> nailed it in per, absolute perfection. That's exactly the truth. None of us wanted it to happen. We're mad it happened. We're yeah. mad that that's the way the Super Bowl ended. And, and if I was the
1: ref, so just to put me in there, right. and I saw that exact hold in that exact moment, that flag's not coming out of my pocket.
2: Which is saying that out loud is such a funny thing because it's yeah. like, if it's a hole, you know, you can go. But if f- we're being honest,
1: if we're being truly transparently honest, there's penalties every single play that aren't called nonstop. stop So I mean, sure you, you that sh- they don't see, but
0: like, but I I think if you were a referee and any particular play you saw jersey in in a hand, I don't. I mean, we we were at the game. I'm not sure what shots were being shown. Because there was a camera angle where you're like, there was literally no penalty there, and then there's the side camera angle where you go, oh, he fully pulled the guy's jersey. I'm just, I, I, I think that's instinctual. If if a ref sees jersey, the flag comes out. That's just what happens.
2: Yeah, and uh, I, you know, it compounds the the joke and the storyline of the, the NFL script and all of that, and the, you know that becomes. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Chargers, uh, masterful social media. They're very good, but you know they they walk out to the beach and they they hold up the NFL script for the season. They throw it into the fire, like moving on <laughs> to the next year. Um, but yeah, I was it was a uh, it was a heck of a game, heck of a performance by both quarterbacks. Great conclusion to the season. It, it should be said that Andy Reid is is genuinely Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy as a combination masterful. Uh, in particular, the two touchdown plays to Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. where if you go back and you look at the film of how they set the preceding play and both of those drives they ran full motion across the formation and then they watched this defense uh basically move you know the corner becomes a safety the safety slides over and they they just set it up and it was just masterful coaching you wonder why you know they're always in this position it, it's just a great job by that staff it was
0: a full they run the, the very successful play with Tony, and it's like you're playing Madden. You're like, I'll ah, just flip that play, yeah, and I'll run it to the other side. We'll
2: see how it goes, and uh, same results. Yeah. Uh do do we have a trumpet? Is there a trumpet someplace? Can somebody hit a trumpet button? I cannot, but we can. Yes. The. Ultimate Draft Kit is available for pre-sale right now. We talked about it going live, Super Bowl Sunday. If you head over to ultimatedraftkit.com, this is the time to grab it. We know you're going to get it anyways, so go get it when you can have a bunch of perks, the lowest price, a chance to win a listener league spot to come play with us in 2023. That's for anybody that pre-orders by March 1st. You get $15 in gift cards. You get a free copy of our book. And the UDK Plus, there's stuff out right now. The Dynasty Pass is available. Yeah, if you want our
1: rookie rankings, our startup rankings, uh, production profiles of the incoming rookies, you want free agent tracker, all all sorts of stuff that is out there, the Dynasty Pass is available. So you could just pull that up right now and go to town.
2: And uh, we're even adding some more functionality to it, working on some injury trackers and Information from matthew bets it's It's just fun to have something to review. We talked about the Super Bowl. Um, Arizona did a good job, I think in in putting on a great show. Let's talk some more news
1: News and notes from around the league
2: Well, Derek Carr has extended his middle finger. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love it, yes.
2: And informed the uh, Raiders that they he will not be accepting a trade, not not providing compensation to the Raiders, and forced them to release him. Now, I don't know if you guys realized how much money they're saving, but it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars to get rid of Carr right to now. To get rid of Carr, so I don't think they mind releasing him. Uh, the the way the contract was structured, that that monster deal. Um, they're going to save a ton of money. I think it's like $120 million.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why he didn't play at the end of last season because if he had gotten injured in those weeks, then they would not be able to do what they are doing now. This um, move to cut him has to happen basically now before his contract tolls. His dead cap is really very manageable. It's just 5.6. That,
2: yeah. So so some credit to the way that they, they structured that deal. They knew that Derek Carr, if he, if he succeeded – great you got him you got the contract if he if he didn't they can move on uh other news I mean we're going to talk about it until we don't have a reason to talk about it Lamar Jackson and the Ravens Uh, is it heating up well right now you know the team has said they're going to franchise tag him but that it definitely seems like there is a, a a cracked window for trade offers where this team has made some comments about how much of a I guess I'd say how much the quarterback contract of that magnitude hamstrings the team in other positions um i've I've seen rumors about four or five first rounders to acquire lamar jackson and if you go to baltimore a team that really builds through the draft and is is very fiscally disciplined with four or five first rounders i'm not sure they say no
1: i mean a 26 year old mvp at the quarterback position. You would trade whatever you could trade to have Lamar Jackson added to your team. If you're another franchise that's been searching for a quarterback, that's not an easy thing to find. And I don't, I mean, I agree with you. It's difficult if you're the Ravens to say no to one of those deals that just says, I will give you my team, give me that player, and you have to pay attention, especially when the Guaranteed money is really at an impasse where they don't want to fully guarantee Lamar Jackson's deal. Another team that you know is just desiring Lamar Jackson might be like, "Hey, we'll do whatever you want to uh have you here." In the end, I still firmly believe he will be a Baltimore Raven.
2: Yeah, it's definitely in the majority odds right now in the We just got breaking news. The Baltimore Ravens hired uh Todd Monken to be their offensive coordinator.
0: Okay. I mean, it's, he's he's interesting, you know. We had the 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 very fantasy friendly uh, years in Tampa Bay with with Monk in there, with Jameis Winston, Aaron the ball down the field. So, I mean, you know, that's it's at least fascinating.
2: Yeah, and he uh, he was the Georgia OC. It's no Greg Olson. Well, no one is. Uh, <laughs> no one has the pedigree of Greg Olson. But uh, what other news do we have? Uh, Shane Steichen. Yep. New head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. They concluded their round of uh, 622 interviews and selected Shane Steichen as their new head coach.
1: And that leaves one team left without a head coach. Uh, Our Arizona Cardinals. I do have great
0: news, boys. Oh, that's good. With the hiring that the Colts made, their other candidate – Is available. Jeffrey Saturday. (laughs) We can pick him up.
2: Pick him up. No? No. (laughs) I waited that time. Well, the good news is, is at this point, the Cardinals cannot have a head coach stolen from them. Any of the remaining candidates cannot be poached. By an NFL franchise. And
1: so they're going to take a couple months to just, <laughs> just figure really it figure it out, dive deep. Um, it, it looks like it's a two-man race, both defensive coordinators. Uh, So y- you presume that – be, that-
2: uh, the Bengals' D.C. Lou Arumo. Mm-hmm. Eagles' defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. So yeah. G- Jeff Saturday is not currently in the mix. That's too bad. So, but, uh,
0: so Sweet Lou or the bad guy from The Legend of Zelda?
2: Oh, Gannon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right um we can work with this (laughs) yeah I mean this is all we got so
1: but it is funny because you know you've got Kyler Murray that's the that's the heart of the Arizona Cardinals for fantasy purposes that's where we want to know not who the head coach is necessarily but who's the offensive mind that is going to run this system yep and that will be now the more interesting thing for fantasy purposes is not which one of these guys do they bring in as the head coach but who are they going to bring in as the offensive coordinator under them could it be Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator who, you know, left? He's up for a couple other OC jobs right now. He's got experience with a mobile rushing quarterback in an MVP season. That that fit seems to make sense. I have not heard any rumors to that degree yet. I think, it, you know, it's head coach first, which will never happen.
2: It wasn't, I mean, maybe not the most desirable, desirable job between the Kyler injury recovery, right? So your first impression on this team is probably not with Kyler Moria as your quarterback.
1: Correct. And um, the ownership structure is not one that seems to be the most appealing in the league.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't know if you saw, you see the early power rankings? It came not. out yesterday.
1: Oh, let's Where were the Cardinals? 31. <laughs> nice, not last. <laughs> Go Suns.
2: All right, we are uh moving on into the mailbag. Bag. well there's a good question um valentine's day special question for the mailbag. Oh. do you guys have an early fantasy crush for the 2023 season and uh i had not seen this question and i feel like the best way to answer it is what player pops into your head When you think that, and I had one pop into my head. I've got one.
1: I had three that immediately (laughs) popped in. Oh, of course. No, I'm just trying. So should I? He's Valentine's polygamist over here. That's right. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) get (laughs) it (laughs) together. Got a lot to love. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you go first, Andy. Garrett
2: Wilson. Oh, Garrett Wilson uh, is my early fantasy Valentine.
1: I will hop in then because mine is a fellow teammate, a fellow rookie. It's Brees Hall. I'm not worried about the injury. I will be absolutely an Umbrice Hall this coming season.
2: Uh, Already was your Valentine, but whatever. This is true.
0: I'm in full rookie mode, so it's it's looking at these guys. And no, I I mean Bijan's the the, that's the easy one, but it is Mister Charbonnet. Yeah, man, out of UCLA, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I was bummed he didn't come out last year, and forgot totally forgot about him after scouting him. And then re fell in love because he just he look when you're when you're a, a big running back that catches the ball you get my you you get my attention get really going. quick whether it works or not but as of right now he is I'm very interested to see what happens to him in the
1: draft I love when you know we we all scout these players independently right. and then we wait a lot of times we'll we'll like a guy and we'll wait to. You know, have you have you looked at this guy? Okay, I don't want to I don't want to influence you or whatever, and we wait until afterwards. But I do love over the last few years when there is a running back that both of us independently fall in love with, and that's the that's the same guy. If you if you go past those top two, Charbonnet is going to be great. I, come on, some yes. team draft him
2: high, please. Well, there there is this. Uh, I think Daniel Jeremiah came out earlier this morning and talked about his review of the running back rookies, which obviously the off season will be filled with our analysis of those players and where they're going to go. So the dynasty passes all about, but he, he basically said like the depth at the running back position this year is it's really good. And that that could actually work against Bijan because mm-hmm. teams looking at that valuable first round pick early second round pick could find somebody that they like in a, a Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, um, some of these other running back even, options,
1: even much deeper. I mean, you have guys like I, I've gotten some guff for my ranking of Sean Tucker because he's you know he's like my seventh or eighth running back. I don't remember off the top of my head, and that looks awful. But I, it's a strong class. I I like Sean Tucker. Like I I think he's a good running back. Could do great things. That's you know you have to order everybody. It's just I like several players this year. So that. This is one of the rare seasons where I think running backs that are drafted after day two, I will care a little bit more about because with so many running backs, like you said, teams are going to be able to wait on them a little bit, grab someone that they believe probably more than a day two pick, but they'll get them on day three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Miller, Evans, uh, even a chain may go late, but is so explosive. Could have one of those complimentary roles right away. Um it It should be fun, all right, Instagram question by uh Aaron Crawford. What part of your Super Bowl <laughs> experience were you surprised by um yeah, they, you know shout out to Spotify Max Cutler, and the team mm-hmm. for making it happen uh Jason and I had not been to a Super Bowl before, Mike. Wish he had not been to a Super Bowl before (laughs) uh, as he had gone to the '09 9 defeat of the Arizona Cardinals. Fair. But was there a part that you were especially surprised by? Do you have yours? Uh, Yeah. I mean, as far as
1: the experience itself, the Super Bowl experience, the thing that surprised me, we we were uh, allowed into some absurd VIP tent Uh, area. We were bougie boys. Oh, we were bougie. But that place was the most surprising. I mean really really cool to uh just be able to hang before the Super Bowl in a place with um tomahawk steaks, you know. <laughs> sure. Uh I'll jump in. If Tomahawk steaks are a part of a story, they're going to be
0: Jason's yes. favorite yeah. part yeah.
2: of said story.
0: Uh because I still haven't watched the 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 television version of Rihanna's halftime. Uh so like I don't know if you could truly see how vertical she was in the air and i mean and i'm announcing the pregnancy but just like i i was watching the whole almost the whole (laughs) show with my hands on my face because every time that riser started to go back up i'm like no oh oh no it this thing was so high this thing was like had to be 70 plus feet in the air it it was a boss move i would have been just
2: diarrhea down my leg mike was sweating Yes. For Rihanna. It was, dude, she was so high up in the air. It's like he took his kids to the Grand Canyon or something, and he and was, it was worried. And it was, like, not holding something. Yeah, She's so he's just, still, just he's, strapped in. She's she's safe. She made it through. I know, uh, but it was I amazing. I don't know if you do.
1: No, I, it was just. Uh, did you see? Did you see the? I, I didn't see this until last night. There was one of the dancers up on those platforms that almost fell off. Oh, he no. slipped. He, no. Yeah, he slipped. There. I'll, I'll, I'll have Those to. Those dancers weren't
2: tight end. They only tied in Riana. I, think,
1: I think they were tight end, but okay. he still fell they, down. They been, he just would have been hanging. Fell towards the back. It was like, oh my! I, I mean, there's so yeah. much going on. the you, platforms you miss it. were
2: not stable. They were very shaky. Yeah. It did. Having been there and watched the amount of human beings and you know platforms and things that they rolled out, it was not surprising to me that the field wasn't a hundred. <laughs> Um, although I, I did see some clips of the field. Everyone was asking us that because we were down sure. on the field afterwards. They were, like, you know, making the jokes about how slippery it was. It wasn't in good shape at all. I mean, I, if you watch the Eagles, that kickoff um, turned his ankle, slipped right on the field. Like, it was moving and shaking. People had to change their cleats, but both teams had to play on it, and mm-hmm. we move, We move forward. All right, quick break. Back with some more questions. This episode is brought
1: to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long and they develop into real problems. Talking things out. Working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash footballers. This episode is brought
0: to you by Rocket Money. It's no secret we get deep on football here to the point where, yeah, maybe I, I might lose track of a few other things like subscriptions. I mean, do you know how many you've got right now? Probably not, but our sponsor Rocket Money can help. I've been a longtime user of Rocket Money. I love it. I get pop-ups all the time, checking in on my finances, things like subscriptions, like, hey, you should probably go through your subscriptions and, and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I go and I check and I review every single time. And sometimes every once in a while, boom, There's a subscription that I forgot about that I don't use anymore. Thank you, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash footballers. That's rocketmoney.com slash footballers. Rocketmoney.com
2: slash footballers. All right, moving on. Twitter question from Matt says, Kadarius Tony, is he going to sink or save next season (laughs) Mm, neither Uh, that's my opinion too neither he will be uh he'll be a role player yeah i mean we
1: have to see what they do with their uh ability to bring in another wide receiver i doubt they bring juju smith schuster back he was he was a one-year right he was was a one-year contract player who just won a super bowl got paid both for winning a super bowl as a bonus and also the fact that he's going to be Maybe the biggest name in free agency this uh, cycle. So I expect they lose him, and they're going to need to bring someone else in, whether that's through the draft or free agency or trade. But if they do not do that, I will be in on Kadarius Toney. He's shown enough in the tiniest of small flashes where I would bet on him more than I would bet on Sky Moore.
2: Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. There there's some names. I mean, we talked about Keenan Allen. Now the Chargers say they want to keep him, but – if Keenan Allen was out there, that's just one of those things that you you're, you roll your eyes in the back of your head as a perfect, you know, a perfect fit for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a good player too. I, I doubt that sure. they hit the top of the free agent market though.
1: Yeah, it really seems like they don't need to. I mean, call me crazy, but they just got rid of Tyree Kill and won a Super Bowl, so I think their current setup of just like let's just uh, have a bunch of guys on the field and we. We'll just have Patrick Mahomes figure it out. I mean Works. when you
2: when you look at vacated targets, which is something we have in the, the UDK plus, the team opportunity pages, it's not it's not a big deal what they're losing. You know, sixteen percent to Juju, he was you know, I, I think none of us would say that he really was needed to dominate any game. He he some games it was him, some games it was someone else. McCall Hardman injured all year. Um Justin Watson, but it's not like a massive amount of targets are leaving. Like if Sky Moore can take a step up and that's Tony a can big question. Yeah. And Tony can, then, then you don't need to add a huge name. I mean, it,
0: I think, you know, I, I think that's taking just too much credit away from, from Juju. Like the, the fact that when, during the season, when he was called upon to be a focal part of the offense, he did come through. I mean, he had at least a handful of, of really big games. And the, the reason they're okay is because of Travis Kelsey. Like, yes. They, they will need to restock at some skilled players
1: sooner than later. He will live forever. I was going to say <laughs> Zeus, Zeus doesn't age. That's something that I forgot about at the beginning of this season when I thought 33-year-old Travis Kelsey. You he forgot he's an, an immortal. I, he's I, like I the, did. I thought he was a human being. That was my bad.
2: <laughs> the big key for Travis Kelsey is the delusion that people didn't think that they could win. That will be a motivating factor. Give Travis Kelsey the smallest morsel of thought that people doubt the Chiefs, and you're good. I mean, he 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 went to that well over and over again. Yes, he did. You didn't
0: believe in us. Yep.
2: Yes, we did. Yeah, you're the you're the Chiefs. <laughs> <You've> <laughs> you seen your like, quarterback before?
1: N- nobody really doubted you could do this, but if you if he believes it, I know. It, but the odds the odds
2: weren't yeah. They the weren't, odds were the Eagles, right? They weren't yes, – yes, they weren't – but, I mean, before the season and stuff, like, there was a little doubt with Tyreek leaving. That hurt their initial odds. But they're still up there because it's Patrick Mahomes. So uh, – and they're the favorites for next season already. All right, um, let's go ahead and move forward. Cody has a question here. In a Dynasty Superflex, would you rather have Stephon Diggs or Devonta Smith?
0: Ooh. I know. I know my answer. So, Stephon Diggs is 29 – he is under contract for quite a while. Devontae Smith, twenty-four, entering year three. So I mean, he's his situation is still figured out. The Eagles have you know up to five years because he was a first-round pick. Should they choose to go that direction and not extend him next year? Um, man, I I think it, the question is, what do you believe for Stephon Diggs of of how many elite years of production does he have left? Two, because two. Two more elite I, years. I think that's that's a that's a good bar. So it is two years of elite. Stephon Diggs greater than Devontae Smith, who looks like he could turn into an elite player. He's for me, yes. It was a great year. Smith is certainly not in the elite category yet.
2: I this question is one of the the kind of linchpins of dynasty fantasy football. In a nutshell, there is the my initial reaction is I really really want Devontae Smith on my team. Sure, and that do, that's not being that that opinion doesn't change just because I'm choosing Diggs in this question like I'd love to have Devonte Smith on my team but I will go with Diggs because I would like the elite production for two years
1: yeah it, it's a very very close call um 1207 and, that's what that's what Devonte Smith was and it really depends on what you believe the 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 peak of these two years for Stefan Diggs is going to be is it going to be back to um y- you know even better heights than this current year or uh, another repeat of this current year and a, and a downplaying as as he gets a little bit older so i have devonta smith one spot ahead of Stephon diggs if i was in a dynasty startup and i wanted to draft those two players i think the five-year age gap the future that could be just as bright as uh smith
2: the the talent um i i believe i do not blame me for taking smith i mean they're they're so similar in target share consistency rating um, Diggs puts up a slightly higher percentage of good games by our truth metrics. There there the are age, the age gap.
1: There are a handful of twenty nine year old wide receivers where you have to decide how bad do you want them. Um, I'll give you three names and they're all in the same situation. It's Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. Those three guys are twenty nine years old and they're sure. awesome. They could all be the number one wide receiver this coming year. They're all worthy of drafting, and really this is a matter of... So I have Devonta Smith not ahead of all of them. I actually go... Probably Tyreek at the top. I have Cooper Cup at the top, Tyreek second, uh, Devonta Smith, and then Diggs. I mean, I I want all... This isn't an anti any of those guys, but it's a matter of what do you believe the ceiling of those two years is? I think that Tyreek's and... Cooper cups is higher than what I can get for two or three years of, of that ceiling from Diggs, And that's where I slot into Vonta Smith.
2: Mike, uh Instagram question here for you. Does the Super Bowl touch count hinted a bigger role for Kenny Gainwell moving forward?
0: It was interesting. The like, I mean, same almost,
2: amount of attempts as he, Miles Sanders, right?
0: He, and then he had the four targets and four receptions and, and I mean, Gainwell had a really strong post season, but, I think that no matter what they they will add somebody Miles Sanders does it come back or not i I don't know. I mean, after the playoff rally, but entering the playoffs, I would have thought Miles Sanders would have come back on a in an okay sized contract are, are
1: you guys still I don't think he comes he back. Gone. I, said, like, I, he I feel like I've changed over the course of the playoffs. We just talked earlier this episode about the depth of the running back position in this draft class the The Eagles have a lot of capital. I think they grabbed a mid-round guy who's going to thrive in this system. They don't need a superstar at running back. So you've also got Boston Scott, who's a free agent. Kenny Gainwell will probably – I I think it's fair to see a path where he's the primary he's the number one guy going into next year. The Super Bowl gave great you know, indication that they can thrive with him in that role. So When they, if, when they lost. <laughs> well, when they put up 35 points and and well, they, had a lot to of be success fair, offensively.
2: Yeah, but the running backs didn't do anything. Correct. That's actually what the problem was. It was 7 for 21, 7 for 16 for the two guys and um but I agree. I agree in principle with how Gainwell performed over the back half of the year that there's a decent chance he's the main guy. I think Miles Sanders is the juju of the Eagles situation where you know, would it be nice to have Juju back? Yeah, would it be nice to have Sanders back? Yeah. Will they probably get paid by somebody else? Sure. And if you give those touches with that offensive line to somebody not named Miles Sanders, they'll probably have success. Mm-hmm. And if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of insert name here, probably going to do okay. So um, Gainwell, I, you know, Mike, I I threw it to you because I know you are a yes, like a a fan of of Kenny Gainwell and, and watching him play football.
0: Yeah, it would. It was great to see. He was one of those like in the pre-drafts. Area Gainwell, I loved Gainwell, and then he fell in the NFL draft. So it was you knew it's gonna be a while before he can rise to some fantasy relevance. Perhaps he is he has earned that. I don't think he can be a superstar for fantasy purposes, but he, he he's a name that like it, in, in this off season of trading, if you want to take the gamble that the the Eagles take a a lesser player. And that game well's in charge. I don't mind making that trade offer right
2: now. All right. A uh, couple of off-season questions coming in from the Foot Clan here. Instagram, Harrison Mike wants to know, what's your favorite part of the off-season? Oh, sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not know. Well, it's ironic because today we're recording and releasing the show. Yeah. But ordinarily in the off-season, it's the only opportunity we have to record the day before as opposed to uh, – Getting up early. Mike is such a morning person. Yeah. I'm sure, sleep, I'm sure he's going to miss it. Say
0: it by, by sleeping in, I mean. To 7? Seven. 7 or 7.30ish instead of 6. That's
2: right. Jason, do you have a favorite part of the offseason?
1: Yeah, I think it's scouting the new rookies and and looking at the new class coming in. I, I really enjoy the change-up and that process.
2: Uh, for me, it's probably free agency. I, I Just the excitement around free agency, uh, the, the the jerseys swapping all over the league. Uh, very excited about that. And then the follow-up question was, um, what do you do in the off season?" Sleep in. And then uh, how about the ducers? <laughs> uh, the, we send the ducers out, kind of Oregon Trail style, to, to collect rations for the next season. Yes. So they're gone for, I think, six to eight weeks on their journey, uh, collecting, gathering, yeah. and then they'll come back and they'll plant and it's harvest. You and, have to prepare.
1: You have to yeah. prepare for uh, the seasons. Yeah, and if there's yeah, it, be the ant, not the grasshopper. If there's
2: yeah. a group that you can associate with dysentery, it is these three. <laughs> it is these three. Yeah, there's a reason. It's and they're good. nodding because they know it. Deuce or yeah. Good call. And um, tough, tough crew over there. Yeah, uh, they make it through.
1: As far as what we do in the off season, it's 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 pretty ironic. We only have uh, through m- the majority of the off season, we only have two shows a week. But a lot of times these shows take far more work than the in-season in sh- in-season content. We're talking about so much that's going on. Yeah, the we
2: NFL have- script provides that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, we just get the script from the NFL, talking about what this <laughs> ga- what game's going to happen, what game already happened. But through the off-season, you know, we've got uh, to prepare uh, far more original content, and so the it's just more work behind the scenes, less work on the show.
2: Yeah, and and it's not two shows a week either. <laughs> we That's got true. the footcast for the uh listeners. So if you want an extra episode every week, check out jointhefoot.com, check out the spitballers, our comedy podcast, which is uh you say what do we do in the off season? Um that moment of reprieve every week is the spitballers podcast. And the UDK. I mean, we'll be working on that until it's full release in June. Uh we're gonna travel a little bit. Chase and I are heading out of town for the uh fantasy sports and Gaming Association conference this week, and then yeah, sleeping in. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. good. Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Uh, oh man, I don't even want to ask this question, but I will. Twitter question oh, from I know the question. T J uh, Mills. Is there any reason to hold on to Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay <laughs> in a dynasty <laughs> league? Um, I've already look, said I want to move the Kenny G drop to 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 GameWell. Kenny. Kenny Gainwell. Is
0: that can I get approval for that? The good drop, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you hit it right now, it's it's gonna be old Kenny G.
2: Well, we'll remember him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that posture that he had with the saxophone.
2: We should have known something bad was gonna what happen. What a waste to make that drop with uh with him in a Giants uniform. Is there any reason to hold on to them? I mean not Kenny Galladay. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're both 29 years old.
0: It's it's all who you're going to replace it with. Allen Robinson, I'm definitely not going to drop because he's still on the Rams. The Rams season, they need to flush that thing down the toilet, come back next year. Not saying I have tremendous hope for Robinson, but they will be back and make another go at it. Kenny Galladay, I mean, I would much rather. That career is over. I would stash. I'd stash one of the garbage. Anyone? Things. I'd stash one of the garbage tight ends over Kenny Galladay. Absolutely, I
2: guess. Noah Gray or Kenny Galladay. No, 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 Gray. Gray.
1: You can name any name. There's, there's no reason. <laughs> for Voldemort. Ken- you, Voldemort. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not talking about. No, you're not talking about. I'm talking about the actual wizard. Wizard. <laughs> Voldemort. Not a nickname for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's not even eligible to play. He is not. I can't pick him <laughs> up. I will drop Kenny Galladay and replace him with nothing. Yeah. I will just have an empty <laughs> roster spot. He's a, he's a locker room cancer on your on your, <laughs> on on your, your fantasy teams. On your fantasy teams. I mean, the guy played the majority of the season this year and it doesn't feel like it because he had let me count them six receptions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he played in the vast majority of games and had six receptions. Well
0: he got buried on that depth chart. Yeah, I mean when you got guys
1: like Richie James, <laughs> yeah. you, how are you
2: Hodgins. How
1: are you supposed to get on the field?
2: Uh yeah, the the funny thing is they they're in the market for you know a trade deadline wide receiver and they're sitting there with Kenny Galladay, the hundred million dollar man. Um, I have a question for you for the mailbag. Give me the level reset that fantasy players should have for Kyle Pitts. It's he's one of four tight ends under the age of twenty five, I think, that has had a twenty two percent or higher target share uh, in their first two years. Uh, Jimmy Graham was one of them. Um I can't remember the other two, but they're they're big, big names, historical names. What is the appropriate non Andy reaction to Kyle Pitts that you should take heading into the offseason? Jason, I overheard you yesterday talk about getting him in the seventh round of a best ball draft. The target share's been great. The quarterback play hasn't. What do you do?
1: Yeah, I mean I uh, it's it's nice from my perspective because I wasn't I wasn't in on Pitts. I had Virtually no shares. I think I had him in like one of my 30-plus best ball rosters. So I didn't feel any burns. And I think having not felt those, you can have a level head of saying this is still a freakish athlete who you brought up the target share. Obviously, the targets were poor. They were coming from a bad quarterback situation. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going forward.
0: Arthur Blank, very excited
1: for Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Yay. Just Look, say, it, hey, that's, re- that's
0: the info that we regardless
1: have. of how it moves forward it's going to move forward poorly we know that the quarterback whatever quarterback is going to be there I really doubt that it is awesome what, I mean maybe if it's that, Derek Carr yeah I was gonna say if if a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo go there that's that's good news for the target shares being able to turn into yards and catches which is pretty important for fantasy football but I will say this there are the the vast majority of tight ends historically they don't do much in the first couple years of their career so I'm not throwing Kenny uh, Kenny uh, I'm not throwing Kyle Pitts out because of a really disappointing first two years and if he falls in drafts the way that he did in this last draft I was in I got him in the seventh round as the sixth tight end off the board that's where I'll absolutely take a shot on him I am not going to fall victim to the trap of this is going to be the year he's so talented that I'm going to draft him with the baked-in upside of him already doing it. Like You if bet it, it all. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again, but if he drops to a good place, he's worth the risk.
2: Last year, had he continued the season, his pace was just 47 receptions on 100 targets for 603.
0: That's impossibly bad.
2: Yeah, it, it's pretty ridiculous. The previous year, obviously, his rookie season – Uh, Was much better. He was around seventy for a thousand, but just the one touchdown. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a ride uh, that I think will eventually pay off. But everybody might have been off of it by then, so the ticket prices will be low. Uh, Still, just twenty-two years old, which is younger than Dalton Kincaid, kind of the consensus number two tight end in the upcoming draft. So, um, you know, which is a first-round mock draft type of guy Dalton Kincaid by the way some news that came through Dalton Cook Dalton (laughs) 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 offseason mode from Dalton Kincaid to Dalvin Cook uh underwent shoulder surgery again he's had shoulder injuries in 2014 16 19 21 and then this year he's at these trends continue but he uh he didn't miss any time last year wearing the device and he will be 100% healthy going into next year, but he did have shoulder surgery, which seems like maybe he's on a subscription plan for, for that, which I don't know if he could do.
0: Well, it's, it's I mean, it's early in the year. you got to hit that deductible.
2: Yeah, smart. Uh,
0: this, is, this is the time, Dalvin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the show. Back with a rookie review on Thursday and a special announcement you will not want to miss, something Mm. something a little special going on on thursday so definitely tune in and check out the check out the udk get a chance to uh hop into the dynasty pass get your shot at the listener league go over to ultimatedraftkit.com and get ready for 2023 for andy mike and the tomahawk steak mm. <laughs> farewell we'll be back soon take care see ya goodbye
1: You for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the
2: FF ballers Oh, hey, you're still there. This is Andy. How you doing? uh Why don't you take a second, head over to jointhefoot.com, consider supporting our independent podcast. You get exclusive access to bonus episodes of the show every week. Uh, You get access to a community of 30,000-plus like-minded fantasy football players, and you get access to special tools. They help you win every week. You can learn more about our community at jointhefoot.com.